This is JFM Podcast. Politics determines how much of our desired society we experience. I assure you that we shall do even better. I assure you I will secure the country. Immediately this government came, they took measures, things improved, but it didn't last long and it wasn't sustained. And what has happened thereafter is that things have deteriorated to a level that was inconceivable. From every corner of the world, we bring politics, operations right to your comfort zone, home and abroad. We keep you abreast of everything that relates to decision making and more. The solution is basically that those who are presently in government must listen. They must listen to citizens. They must listen to experts. There is no point in this arrogance. Join the impeccable duo of Bonsak Fanap and Obayemi Akiyode on Nigeria at Sunset on Mondays through Fridays, 5 to 6 p.m. on J101.9 FM. Well, a very good evening to you. <laughs> My name is Fozak Panap. Uh, today is the ninth day in the month of September 2021. The program is Nigeria at Sunset. Of course, I'm happy because uh, my Oga, that's what I call him because he means so much to me. Anytime he, he comes early and then we have a uh, pre-chat before uh, the main conversation. And we've been, you know, really having some interesting conversation uh, before the program. Uh, and of course, at times you don't meet what he said. Well, uh, it's how you see it. It's how I see it. But, well, it's all good. But, uh, I mean, that is one of the beauty of life, that you don't have to always agree with your mentor. You don't always have to agree with them. Uh, and, of course, you know, and it all depends on the kind of mentor that you have, you know, as a person or the kind of person that you choose, you know, wanting to learn uh, from. Well, I have to say, um, okay, I want to thank my good friend, my very, very good friend, that is uh, Biggie. Today, he did something very, very, uh, something that, you know, it, it just shows the beauty of friendship. So I will say Biggie, the only celebrity driver, thank you very much. I call him Shinkafi. I'm only, I'm the only guy permitted to call him Shinkafi. So Biggie, thank you. Uh, and thank you very, very much. Well, today the president is in the South East. He's in Imo State on a one-day working visit. Uh, lots of, you know, stuff. And, you know, uh, Imo State has been at the heart of all the insecurity problems in the uh, South East. You know, bombing of security in installation there. Uh, you know, at some point in time, IPOP was very ruthless. And he was there. I mean, oh, he's there. Uh, because he held meeting, a town hall meeting with leaders. Uh, uh, Leaders from Igbo land. And of course, you know the agitation by people from the South is saying that, uh, well, we deserve to be president, you know. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting, you know. I, I was telling uh, my guest, you know, some things and, you know, he said that, well, he agree. He said, uh, I mean, anytime I talk and he said, I agree, talk your own first. <laughs> you know, I know that, you know, uh, it's like a a validation, a huge validation to me, uh, for me rather, to know that uh, I'm on track. I'm going to play this insert. That will not be Dogon Turenchi. We're going to talk about uh, the VAT issue, Lagos State House of Assembly, just 
today pass uh VAT waiting for the Arsenal and of course ban on open grazing uh River State you know on those states basically they are sub court right now we're seeing it in reality and so what does this app ten for example and yesterday the governor of River State governor Yesom Wike um during live broadcast national television explaining to stakeholders you know what this issue of value added tax uh means for example the south side makes you know the Lagos is the first state and they make over five over a little above uh, half a trillion naira uh every year and then th- those money is being used to shared, you know, uh, to be shared, you know, across states of the federation. With federal government getting like eighteen percent, also, uh, local government getting, uh, uh, I think it's sixteen. I've forgotten the percentage, but the states get fifty percent of the money they generate as VAT, and uh, local government they get like thirty-eight or thirty-six percent uh, thereabout. So we're going to look at uh, that, and of course the whole argument that. Uh, while some uh, products are not awesome, consumable items are not permitted, beverages, for example, permitted in a northern part of the country, why would they not want to get, you know, uh, VAT, value-added tax, you know, on alcohol, you know, for example. So uh, these are some of the arguments and debates that we're going to look at them uh, for the merits, you know, that they have. I'm going to play this insert. The president, President Muhammadu Buhari, today while in Oweri, Imo State Capital, before commissioning, you know, project said that he has come and seen for himself that Governor Hope Ozodima is indeed a man of integrity. Uh, we'll look at the circumstances of which, you know, Hope Ozodima became governor. Uh, he came forth, but because of the court case, I mean, the uh, parties, the PDP didn't challenge the 338 uh, resolve of the polling unit, and he said that I neck that result is mine. And of course, the court, they'll say, is not Father Christmas. You only get what you ask for. You don't get what you don't ask for. It's only Father Christmas, you know, that uh, does that. That's why he's Santa. Don't play this insert. When I come back, I'm going to introduce my guest. And of course, you can go to our Facebook page to start posting your comments. I would like to get a lot as, uh, as much as possible. Stay here. The governor of Imo State, his colleagues that have accompanied uh, us here. I think I have to refer to the old saying that seeing is believing. I accepted this invitation to come to see what the governor wanted me to see. And I have seen enough that justifies his integrity in making sure that he is working very hard to make sure that you get the structure necessary for you to build the oven. I am very impressed with what he has done because I have gone through the same problem at the center to make sure that infrastructure is what will enable the people to mind their own businesses. If there are no roads, if there are no security, what can people do? Absolutely nothing. I am very pleased that uh, by some fabulous coincidence, my idea and that of your governor coincided. I am very pleased with what I have seen, and uh, I assure you that uh, as a center, I will try to encourage Imo State within the constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. I thank you very much for being lucky to have the break in the weather for us to go around and see what the governor has done for the state. I thank you very much, and God bless you. 
Well, that's President Mahmoud Ubari there, and uh, well, thank you for uh, still keeping your dials here. The program is Nigeria at Sunset. My name is Ponsak Fanab. I have the pleasure to introduce, you know, uh, an erudite journalist. He's someone that I so much admire, Prince Valentine Adesse, publisher of reality newspapers, who also has an internet radio. So, uh, first of its kind, I would say in the city of Jos. Good evening, and thank you for coming, sir. Thank you for having me, Ponsak. Long time no here. Yeah, yeah, but no see. Kali, <laughs> when there is a lot of uh, what do you call coffee or coffee? Of course, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to convert it to the water coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, let's start with this story about. I mean, President Mahmoudoubari in the southeast, uh, Imo State has been at the heart of you know security problems. IPOP today declared a sit-at-home order. Uh, report we got, you know, as journalists, is that uh, people didn't obey it, and some say that those who came out um, to welcome the president are paid uh, rented crowd basically uh, but the newspapers you know reported that um, there are lots of pe- people came out and people were so happy uh, you know to see him and uh, even uh, Igbo leaders you know met with the president uh, and of course the election upcoming election in uh, Anambara State I just want for us to tie the issue so that we'll have an elaborate conversation upcoming election in Anambara State of course you know about uh, quite a number of members of the Anambara State House of Assembly decamped from All Progressives Grand Alliance Abga to All Progressives Congress. Uh, that election is will be really hot because you have three major political parties: Abga, you have uh, PDP, you have APC. Uh, but APC seems to be in the news. If anytime you see uh, the rally, you see a lot of uh, people. Prince Valentine, will you say that? Perhaps the joker for the APC to checkmate the PDP in 2023 will be uh, given, you know, uh, Igbo, the candidate, given an Igbo person, the candidate. And if they give uh, an Igbo person, will it be checkmate, you know, for the PDP, who today, governors of the PDP, uh, support through their weight behind one candidate who we are yet to know. We are yet to know that person. But obviously, they have support for someone from the South West region. Talk to us about that. Well, I think you've thrown uh, three questions in one. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I have to break them down. Mm. Uh, democracy that we are trying to practice, or we are practicing today, is the government of the people for the people and uh, in the interest of the people. It now means that anytime the people are not with you, something is actually wrong. Uh, if you look at the situation in Imo State, you will say it's a nostalgia feeling where some are happy and some are not actually happy. And if you look at uh, the footages we've been getting from Imo, you discover that uh, the streets are empty, among other things. But uh, the pictures you get, which came also from the airport, you see some few people who actually went there to actually welcome the uh, president to Imo State. And then you look at the traditional rulers, they owe an allegiance to the federal government and the state government. Mm. So definitely you need they to have to be there. Yeah. Even when the, those who are calling for a seat at home I've also said they are watching those uh, traditional rulers who are actually obeying to welcome the president. So leave it at that. Now you played an insert where the president is talking about the integrity of uh, the governor. You see, there's one, there's, a, there, there, there's this palace of English which uh, we as journalists don't really uh, take for granted. Uh, one of them is that um, integrity is the person, it's inward. He looks at you whether you are telling yourself the truth or you are doing things that are right. That's his integrity. The second one is honesty, which is external. 
Are you telling the people the truth also? Are you walking in the ways of the people? So you now discover that, yes, the president say the man has integrity, but the question will now be, is he honest to his people? Now, Yeah, yeah but rather, how about we look at it this way? This is the second time the president will visit the southern part of the country, yeah. 17. While he was in Lagos, he said, you can't sit in Lagos and determine what the party will do at the national. Yeah. But when he came to Imo State, he said, this man has integrity. Yeah, we'll go there. That's what I'm getting <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's where I'm driving to. Okay. You know, he's talking about integrity. Which yeah. internal. The man know whether he's doing right or not. Mm. Because um, we as journalists, if you ask a journalist to report, is he going to report that routes were commissioned? That is not, that's not how journalists report. We look at the cost of those routes, how it costs, who were the contractors, and all those things are part of the honesty that touches the people. What is the quality of the road and the rest? Those are key. Two, the president said he was invited. And uh, the question here will now be, who's Odima told the entire world? that uh, it was a partnership project between the federal government and the state government. Isn't Buhari also interested in also commissioning his own project if actually they are partnership between the federal government and the and state, the state yeah. government? So sometimes, somehow, probably the managers of this information are not really putting it across for the people to actually get the full information. So well, I give him kudos. He has actually done well to meet up the taste of the president. The question will now be, is he a governor for the president? No. He's the governor of the people of Imo State. And then the Imo State, 80% of those people are under, you know, in their houses, are not watching, they're not interested in what is going on. That shows that this government must question itself whether it is for the people. Because this project you are doing is supposed to create a kind of happiness for those who are within the state, those who you are governing. How would they at this point in time obey, you know, a non-state actor to say sit at home? So where does the alliance, uh, allegiance of the people lie? That's something which journalists want to really unveil, to know. Where does this allegiance of the people, is it lying with the federal government, is it lying with the state governor, or they have all hated people and then they are now obeying a non-state actor? So draw it back home to this uh, entire southeast. They have southeast from the little time we have been reporting them. You discover that there's an ideology, and that ideology is towards an alleged or a perceived freedom which they are fighting for. It does not You mean center, IPOP? Yes, it does not Yeah, but they've come out to say not everybody in the South is, you know, believes in the whole IPOP thing. Yes, that's where I'm going. Yeah. It, it's not the IPOP itself, but the ideology. The ideology of the people of the Southeast. Marginalization is or injustice. Defined, okay. Is defined. And they are not fighting this on party lines. They are neither interested in what the PDP is doing, nor what the APC is doing. They are interested in what they want to achieve at the end of the day. And that is what they are pursuing. Now, if you take it to Anambra, it doesn't matter whether APC, PDP, and the rest come in and then they have a good uh, candidate. Mm. The, the, it, it doesn't play out. Because if you look at their comments, from time, even while during their sit at home, which on Mondays they do, non state actors. So, don't you think that these non state actors can tell where this entire voting will have to go? That is the point. Yeah, so but politics is about, you know, uh, negotiation and, you know, bargain. Uh, for example, let's talk about uh, still on Anambra. Anambra yes. is the birthplace of APGA, which was started by, you know, the uh, Ojuku himself. Ojuku yes. himself. But you find lawmakers and, of course, some uh, big political uh, actors in Anambra State saying that, look, we need to move to APC, the government at the center for us to uh, get dividend. And of course, the APC saying that if you come, your right and privileges is secured. Just come to our party. 
you just went into history now and how to follow that line of history too you discover that those who actually left Abga for other political parties they, they stem them as people who have betrayed you know uh, Ujuku's uh, vision and the rest that's very very key and uh, it, that's why I told you that it's an ideology it's not a matter of who or who is in a particular political party either PDP, APC or Abga itself as long as you don't share that ideology with them then you are going it wrongly now what do they perceive about the APC as long as the APC the leadership is that of Buhari you will now look at how the Southeast has voted when they when when we had the general elections in 2015 and 2019 did they, did they vote towards this direction if no then that's the same permutation that we might be expecting at the end of the day when we talk about the governorship uh, election more also you find out that these entire parties have very serious issues even if you say at the end of the day you are bringing an apc the question will now be is it not a party that can be easily challenged and the matter taken away from from it looking at uh, the, the 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 signatories to all their Congresses and the rest, hmm. being uh, Buni himself. Buni, you understand? So, and Buni had now been sacked by a court. And when did he do that? And when did he sign these documents? All these things are grounds for litigation in the nearest future. And everybody knows this direction. So politicians also in the state will now want to look at their investment and say, if I invest in this man, at the end of the day he wins, yes, by federal might. And then later it's taken away from him. What happened? You saw the story in Azamfara. Azamfara. Uh-huh, and so many other ones. So you, you look at this point and say, how would the people think? What would be the thinking? What would be the rational thinking of these people at the end of the day? If it is bound, it will bounce back that yes, legality will affect the process under which the candidate came in. Then definitely, you know, there will be another look. Now, the PDP itself, not that it's too strong, but then the fact here is that they've been able to rebuild themselves within the, the you know, Anambra state. They've rebuilt themselves. But that's that not to show that the incumbent governor will allow himself, you know to run into what we call failing path. It is not possible. So it's a big fight that we are going to see, politically speaking, in Anambra State. But the issue of uh, whom they will dictate to, who they will ask to vote, will fall back to the non-state actor, the same non-state actor that is able to tell the people, sit at home. So you're saying IPOB, you know, uh, carries some uh, political weight, you know, in politics of the South. Uh, of course, of course. It is their interest. Now. Not so what if, if the federal government say, okay, uh, so, um, uh, that is uh, Mazin Namdekanu's case, you know, yes. who is in custody of the DSS. And of course, his lawyer, I think uh, two days ago, uh, sued the DSS and the DG for violating the fundamental right of uh, Namdekanu. What if the federal government, just like, I mean, what happened to uh, the former like governor of... No, no, former governor of Gombe State, okay. Danjuma Goje, yes. uh, 27 billionaire federal high court here in Plateau State that the AGF said, transfer the case to back me, to my office. And later I it away. <laughs> well, we don't know whether, maybe it's still in his office, yeah, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the fact, the, the, the issue is this, uh, Ponsat, you must know that um, the situation we are sitting on now is a serious keg. You know, a serious cake that has gunpowder in it. And if we don't manage it very well, we'll run into very serious issues. Nandi Kanu, from the way you look at it, is it still control- controlling IPOP? Yes. But under what platform? Others have taken over. So whether he's there, whether he's not there, 
the ideology is moving. His popularity is, you know. Who says it at home? Is it the man the Kanu that is still in the in the DSS or cell or in the whatever he is? No, other ones have taken the action. It's exactly the same advice we gave to Nigerian government that when you want to manage even Boko Haram, uh, Yusuf, the death of Yusuf. Yeah never affected the whole thing. Instead, it bring more radical people. Now we see more radical hands. And you can find out that these same radical hands have been able to enforce certain laws in a state, within a state. Well, let's look at the implication of this, especially Southeast politics as they affect our 2023 permutation and calculation. Do you think uh, if APC gives uh, an evil person presidential ticket, is going to be checkmate for the PDP that are still uh, some elements within the PDP loyal to former Vice President, you know, Atuka Abubakara saying zone it to the north because the north, you know, give uh, gives bulk votes. I mean, we saw the uh, voting pattern of Bari never failed, you know, in the uh, northeast, for example, and northwest except, you know, north central, you know, across some state, like he never won in Plantu State. Will it be a deal breaker, you know, for the APC to say, okay, an evil man uh, come and take the presidential uh, ticket well, I think I will give that uh, a kudos uh, that uh, it, if, if actually they would think in that direction, it will solve a lot of uh, political uh, havens that will be seen. But uh, draw it to the reality on ground. The, the, the South East are capitalists. The, or Republicans. The, I love saying that. No, no, no. Independent first, thinking. First they are ca- capital. Yeah. Then you now look at their kind of governance, which is... Uh, Republican, Republican, yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, when you talk about a republic, you talk about people where everybody has equal rights. Yeah. And then because of that, they challenge their rights if you have violated it. So if we talk about this right, which rights are they fighting for? Are they fighting to become president at this point? If not, then what are they fighting for? They be talking about separatist uh, movement. We want to go. Not all of them. Yeah. So it take it will take the APC a longer time to convince these people to drop this ideology and follow whether look the APC is here for us. Secondly, you've dis- discovered that in their campaigns they've always talked about the fact that um, it is the North that have been detecting who becomes what in the country, and that they want to avoid and avert. If that is the position of the politicians, from all they've been saying, then just waking up early morning and say, no, it goes to the APC and then in the Southeast. No, that's what we want. It would take a lot of ideological thinking to really bring the Southeast on board. However, if you watch the political hands in the Southeast, they are interested in politics. They are interested in Nigeria. They want to hold their political offices. And that is why you find out that uh, the IPOB itself is not able to get a good grip for a very long time until now. And if not for the mistake, which I always say, of the federal government arresting in Nandikanu, probably this idea of the, you know, the non-state actor actually telling people to sit at home wouldn't have hold water. You recall the Python dance, you recall so many things. You, even, you recall that when the, when the when, uh, IPOB was to be proscribed, None of the state governors or the rest intervened, which shows that they were playing their political games. If you also so watch, when elections is coming for Anambra, they are not supporting anything that will stop them from actually playing the game leading to such elections. So the political class in the Southeast are a different ballgame. But the fact here remains that 
<laughs> is it that because you know like what pundits have said that it's difficult for them to unite uh but if you look at you know the uh like adam soshomo a former chairman of the uh, ruling party will say that if you come to the apc your sins are forgiven former minister of aviation Sela odua uh, about five billion naira uh, serving senator she came to the apc and well we're yet to hear anything about her court case for example so with with all of this and uh and maybe it remains Rochas. If Rochas, you know, comes back, do you think he's going Rochas to get not going today? <laughs> well the fact is this. <laughs> yeah. That is where they are getting it all wrong. You you you, you find good jobs that the federal government is doing in the southeast, mm. they are not pronounced. You find some good jobs which uh, the state governors are also doing some projects and the rest which are not also pronounced. They are not pronounced because it is, does not tally with what the people want. And that is the research I thought the political parties at this point in time should be doing. That is what I expect the federal government as a very strong institution to also start doing, to know what is behind this aggress- aggression, what is behind this anger of the Southeast. How do we pacify it? Let's drop this whole issue. Look at it this way. I think it might lead to your next question. Mm-hmm. Since 1966, the issues that came during that war, though we were very young, mm. the issue still lingers. The issues still lingers. Have they been able to address it? Where would there be the trust? But given if the APC give, because it, I, I just want for people to understand the PDP right now are muting the idea that uh, the Southwest should take uh, PDP chairmanship, and of course you know how Wiki even in River State, Uche Secondos has been suspended, you know, from the uh, party, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're thinking of someone from the uh, Southwest to be party chairman. Well, uh, the Northwest right now, President Muhammad Buhari, of course. Because PDP have to put into consideration, you know, the power sharing formula. So the best bet is to have someone from the northeast, for example. Is the PD? Will you say the PDP is maybe not thinking in clear terms when it comes to the political calculation against 2023? Uh, PDP has its own mechanism because taking out uh, Uche Sokondos has thrown the party, you know, more vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, would, wouldn't you agree with me no, on that? No, 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 no. The, the, those who are really piloting the party are still there. And uh, if you watch the body language of the governor of River State, you'll find out that to a large extent, he is more in the driver's seat for the PDP. He has contributed a lot. That is, uh, yes, I'm okay. Yes, you, you don't, cannot throw that away. And secondly, the plot actually to take away power from the south, the southern part also failed. Especially when uh, the deputy chairman, uh, national chairman, came into play his own role. I think that's Nazif, isn't it? At the end of the day, you find out that an, uh, an elderly man, whom he alleged that the man cannot, he's so incapacitated that he cannot even attend meeting, suddenly, you know, surprised everybody and came for the meeting. And today, he's holding, to today he's holding the power. Hmm. So, all those permutations have also failed because the PDP has a very strong mechanism which it has built for settling issues over time. And the, the idea of permutation, 
it's a they also have what to call a research institute of course yeah they've not put that into work i think by next year like i discovered they, they are going to put it into work it will come out with what exactly the pdp ought to do before the 2023 election although those permutations have so failed in the past because nigerians had a different resolution of what change should be and probably that's what gave birth to and the, the arrival of uh, buhari as the president so if if you marry all together, you will discover that whatever is playing out today, you know, in the PDP will also be addressed before that period. If if PDP bring out good luck Jonathan and complete, you know, his last you know, will it be the case of Ali Agangali? No, you see, don't don't even bring that issue of good luck Jonathan. It's a dead matter. It's a it's a dead matter. They are just playing politics with his name. They are playing politics with him. Because ordinarily it is not the APC that remove Good luck, Jonathan. Is the masses, the people of Nigeria that actually removed him? You know what I'm saying? PDP. If PDP bring out good luck, Jonathan. That's what I'm saying. Okay. It's not a thinkable uh, uh, angle. <laughs> they are just using him to make sure he rally. They see rally his supporters. You know, within the the whatever whatever party he says, PDP or some tomorrow you hear he has gone to APC and the rest. No, the question here is to bring his supporters in one small basket. But the fact here is that the people. Good luck, Jonathan. Uh, the people who never wanted Jonathan to be on that side anymore are Nigerians. And probably these are the issues which made Nigerians vote for Buhari, hoping that every other thing will be settled. And the, the Buhari himself, that's why I talk about honesty and uh, integrity. Yes, you have the integrity, but the question here is that when he told the people that you are coming to change all those things and bring it back, people now had hope. And that was the honesty. And at the end of the day, it is not the honesty that is playing out. So the question here, that, that was why when he went to Imose and he talking about integrity, it does not hold water. What people are fighting for today is honesty. When you tell them, I will do this, you do it. When you say, I will do this, you do it. So at the end of the day, good luck, Jonathan had a base to now speak mm. because it, he's seen an administration that is worse than his own. Not that Nigerians never knew what he did, but they are saying, look, this one who haven't stayed where Jonathan is, it was better for us. Now I see people like Babangida also coming out to say, ah, if this is how governance is, then our own is a golden era. I hope you understand. Mm. If not, Babangida was not having grounds to speak. But today, because of the way the situation is, the economic situation, the academic educational situation, the employment situation, if you look at our educational system, you cry of how two schools have been closed. Take about Adamawa, they have 37 schools, 24 have been closed. Look at Plato, University of Jos. We don't know where to go. Do you understand? And these are the issues. Every day it cripple up. And you look at how students have been going on and off. If you have a child in school, tomorrow they say, no, the, the, the next time is just three weeks. Another one, they say, the, the, the next time is just one, one month. How would you expect your child to meet up this standard? These are the falling, these are the faults that Nigerians are seeing at this point. So bringing up a good luck, Jonathan, it's like you said, Ali again, Ali. So it wrong okay <laughs> let's talk about vat value added tax uh governor uh yes on wiki you know public address yesterday meeting with stakeholders said that uh no reverse company based in reverse state should pay to the federal in-run revenue service and the federal in-run revenue service through uh, through it had you know met with uh, all you know asked lawmakers at the national level for a special uh tax court you know for example so that they can look into uh, some of these issues 
while some are bringing the issue of being dexterous, being hardworking and smart in generating more revenue, some people are saying that, you know, states in the north are lazy. Uh, just like Plato State, you know, that, uh, you know, the value-added tax is a little above 50 billion uh, naira, for example. Uh, I think we're the highest in the north-central region. Uh, talk to us about how will you want for us to grapple with this issue instead of saying, uh, looking at the thing to be regional, political, but let's look at the economic uh, merit for what it was, for uh, what it is worth, you know, for example, this issue of VAT. Well, and I, I, I will you think that Wiki is a good reformer because he's, he has said, I mean, yesterday he said, it is not about Wiki, it is not about River State, it is about correcting the system. Thank you. And that's where I'm going to. That's why let me fall a little bit into some, uh, some history. Like I said in the military, when they had this coup, it was centered on the fact that, look, one particular ethnic group was interested in controlling the whole of Nigeria, and that's why the entire control system was brought to the federal level. Now, after the civil war, which, uh, which uh, we recorded millions of persons that have lost their lives, we see discovered that that same central, you know, governance is still pending. Even when we had a constitution, it continued. People have talked about restructuring. It was not working. And everything you want to restructure is at the national level. And when you go to the National Assembly, you find that every bill that had been brought on restructuring had been thrown away. Now, the law is not taking its own course. States have now woken up to say, look, we'll make our laws. The constitution didn't say we shouldn't. Mm -hmm. So After all, it's a federation. So they are making their laws. At the end of the day, the laws are not being interpreted. The courts have now come in to also interpret these laws. Don't forget that people have called for regional you know, regionalism. Others have called for, look, let all states handle their own resources and the end time give some percentage to the federal. All this also failed. Now, we are now going. The trigger was Zamfara. When the CVN allowed the people of Zamfara to actually manage their gold, that was it. That was, that was and which is supposed to be on the exclusive list. Yeah, that was it. So the moment they did it, Wiki spoke. And the next minute, we go assemble his own bill now to challenge VAT. And he came there with an originated someone. This originated someone takes immediate effect the moment it is interpreted and declared soon. And that was what happened. It was declared that, look, states will handle their own VATs, and especially that of Wiki, which uh, the, the River State, which is the people who actually came in as uh, uh, plaintiff or claimants. You see, it is funny to see that FRIS, uh, how do you call it, FIRS. Yeah, yeah. They were more curious. They were not even interested in the judgment. They were more curious in doing their job than looking at what the law is. At the end of the day, they came with, uh, with uh, what you call an ex parte, emotion ex parte, telling the court to, <laughs> to set it aside. A case that went and the judgment came based on merits. The only way you go is, uh, is, is, is the Court of Appeal. And the Court of Appeal this week again have thrown it away, which shows that it is only the Supreme Court that is left. And as long as it's a declarative judgment, the operations begin. So you now ask yourself, what would the FRIS be doing? Mm. What are they doing there? Now, Lagos State, like you rightly said in your intro, did their first and second reading just yesterday. 
And today, and today he's ready. He's, he's ready. He's Once the governor goes has sent to it, yeah. And that is the end. Then you now see. So the question will now be, is it not a good development? Is that not restructuring? It is. The north, where we have one state having 44 local government, another having 34 local government, uh, 50 local government, they will now want to look, look inward and say, look, what do we have that we are adding to our revenue? What is it? It's not scary. It keeps you, it now makes states to become more competitive. Just like what Erify said, that uh, the issue of cut off mark, you know, the North has been given unfair, undue advantage. Yes. Uh, for example, in, in, in people country. should be competitive instead yeah. of, you know. That is it. So states are supposed to be competitive to see how they can create an environment where people can come in. So the idea of bringing religionism to take a cloud of a whole state will die. A situation where the, 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 the indigent or the citizens of that particular state will now rise up to challenge because they are not paying tax. To challenge how those taxes are being used will also come up. This idea of no, we got allocation, no allocation and the rest will also die naturally. Where you now see people will now work hard to generate revenue. And then the states that have this local government will now see the side effect of having those bogus uh, local government that are not productive. So will it, share, it will change the sharing formula because in uh, Nigeria, the sharing formula is basically uh, landmass and population. We are getting there. There's already a case in court in Abuja. Okay. Somebody is challenging how Nigerian revenue is being shared. So they are driving the physical and whatever to, to court to know exactly how these things are happening. So we'll get there. So Nigeria is on its own because the National Assembly and the State Assembly are failing us. Nigerians are restructuring. Take example, the issue of uh, 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 community police. How long has it taken? But with the crisis and killings, especially here in the plateau, don't you see community guys coming up to No, even the uh, Amotekun and the Ebu Boyagu, you know, in southeast and, you know, southwest. Y- yes, but you see that it's delaying here on the plateau. But you can discover that now, the people within a community kept to defend themselves. Even when you are wearing uniform, they don't trust you. They say, no, we are here to defend the people we know. We don't know. You can go on the street. And that was what happened through the coffee. coffee, uh, And I think I I published that story. So you now discover that the community policing itself has come to stay. All these things that we delay years upon years upon years to do for Nigeria to move forward are coming on their own. So Wiki did not do that. And it's not Wiki is going to benefit from it. The moment the Court of Appeal threw away, you know, the, the appeal, instantly Lagos, can see Lagos, read first, second reading, and then passed the bill. That is what we expect. So other states also who generate such revenue, we expect Benue to come up and then also do his own because yeah. these are the areas who come. Now I'm talking about the same uh, movement of mm. cows. You can see the rate at which... Yeah, the, the I, 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 I was going to uh, there, Ondo, Lagos, just waiting for Asen right now, yes. uh, following the Asaba declaration. I talk, and you heard what Mietiala has come out to say, that if care is not taken, if a ban on open grazing is being placed in Lagos state, one can will go for uh, two million naira, for example. A Lagos state, you know, consume tons of meat every blessed day, especially beef. Uh, I mean, and of course, Ondo state, you know, they even dared, you know, the governor. Is Allah biting more than what it can chew? Yeah, I think uh, they, they, now they are beginning to realize. Let me tell you something. There's already a movement in, in the southwest. They celebrate it every weekend to say stopping the eating of cow meat. It has been on in the past six months. So they are gradually removing their taste from that. 
and major no, no, land. No, 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 even, you know, beef, for example. Yes. Do you see an opportunity for someone to say, okay, I'm going to, you know, ship beef meat from Brazil or from Argentina, for example, uh, that their beef is more healthier and is more profitable? Uh, is that a business opening? Because if Mietiel is saying, well, uh, one cow will go for two million naira, <laughs> just like uh, we did with the onion and vegetable, you know, I uh, think uh, some time ago. Bro, yeah, yeah, I think you, let me bring you here. <laughs> Mate Allah is making it seem as if they are the only persons that can do that. Monop- yeah, of course. No, no, it's not true. The moment you are withdrawing your business, you know, availability, people take there's no there's no time for vacuum. People take advantage of it within that community and start doing that. Yes. You go to the south, you see these our onions very big. Not to the small things we see here. When I came here and I saw a yam, I started being scared, whether it's yam or banana. Can we go to the south? Mm. See yam. Right? So the moment they try to withdraw their services, you see people take advantage of it instantly. And they bring cows from different places. Take about Anambra. You can see what the Anambra state government did. They started the ranching, protein cows. So they should not, they should always look deep into what the abilities of those people are. They can do any business you know you can do. So it's just an empty boast. It is, it is not affecting. Not so, it, they're just going to create a vacuum, which they will miss. Because by the time they come back, they will face competition. Is the truth. All right. I've been having a chat with Prince Valentine Adesa in case you're just tuning in, publisher of reality newspapers. And we're looking at, you know, uh, the whole police, uh, politics in the South is the president. Uh, this is the second time the president will visit a southern state. Uh, when he went to Lagos to commission some project, he said, you can't sit in Lagos and decide what the APC at the national level will do. But when he, uh, uh, today he's in Imo State, he said that, well, uh, Hope Ozodima is a man of integrity. This is amidst all of the insecurity that plagued, you know, uh, Emo State. That even led to the burning of the house, uh, his house, his personal home, uh, that is. You can join the conversation 090-9884-8848 or you call 090-556-6699. It's also the state that Ahmed Gulag, you know, was murdered in cold blood. Mm. Until now, we've not heard uh, whether his killers are brought to justice. All of these things, what does it portend? Recall the famous language of Mr. President 2015, uh, that he hasn't started walking, but his body language is walking. Uh, so maybe he's yet to uh, lose his mojo or his Midas, you know, touch, uh, as the case may be. Let's take the first call. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Yeah, good evening, Tell us your name and join the conversation, please. Yeah, thank you. This is Bob speaking from uh, Joss. We're listening, Bob. Uh, yeah. Concerning the visit of our president in Nemo State, it's quite good. I expected him to have been doing this right from uh, the time he came in 2015. You are standing. I don't know standing. My advice to them is that they have good candidates. They can future to 2023. Uh, if actually they want to give it to the South, uh, the South is the set. You know, people like, uh, what do you call this man? Uh, uh, um, uh, I've forgotten the name of this man. Who, who was in the AMPP? Obona. Obona, I don't know. him or what? Eh? Obona, I don't know. Is that the name that you're trying to recall? 
Yes, Obona. So it's a, it's a good material. It's a very good candidate. You are family. So they can uh, equally feature, you know, the regime as a presidential candidate for APC. If I tell you, they really want to get to Southwest. You are family. And uh, people like Okorocha is equally good. It's only that they have a problem with them. But uh, Obona will be a very, very good candidate for them. You are family. If actually they have to hand over to Southwest. So that is my advice to them. So that uh, they can have access to us rock. After I have them worry, you are saying they shouldn't be done in the shape of a PDP. You are saying not uh, not listening to the to the elders to allow the, the government to go back to, uh, to to the north. That was that, that is how they lost it, and they shouldn't repeat that mistake in their own side. You are saying so that's my advice to them. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight. All uh, the boat lines are up and running for you to uh, call to make your brilliant contribution. Zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. Hi, good evening. Thank you for calling. Good evening, Professor. Thank you for calling. Tell us the name and join the conversation, sir. You are speaking with Mike Kala from one. We're listening, Mike. Anyway, I want to comment about the visit of the president to the East, that the Kusaka Emo State. I was watching it on TV. You can see it is very, very shameful that the whole president traveled to a state like that. People will not come out and rally around him. You know, if you think about it, this is a lesson that we learn. We're supposed to learn and know that people are not happy. And why are they not happy? It's because of marginalization. That has been the issue. And this issue of agitators, because of marginalization, which is not right, he is supposed to be a father of all. People are dying. The middle bell people are being killed. The, 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 the south, I mean, southwest is not, not, not east, not west. People are being killed. He doesn't care, especially here on the plateau. People are dying. Please tell me, Kosak, has that man ever visited Plato to see what is happening? The, 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 the rest of people that are being killed. Look at IDPs all over. We cannot help ourselves. Look at, that is what I've been calling on the church. This man will never help us. Let us gather money and help our brothers who are in IDPs. Buhari will never help our people. That's my conclusion. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, we're on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash jfmjoss. That is our Facebook address. Principal Joseph Milumo is saying, the best way PMB can unite the country is by giving every region a sense of belonging. This will go a long way in reducing agitation in different parts of the country. You can't expect peace where there's injustice on the issue of open grazing. It's high time for open grazing to be banned for the interest of peace between herders and farmers. I stand for peace and justice. Hi, good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello, good evening, Mr. Ponsor. Yeah, could you turn down the volume of your radio and tell us the name? Yes, that I've exactly done, my brother. I want to say good evening to Mr. Prince Valentine and this is my brother, my friend. How are you doing? Doing great, brother. Yeah, this is Extra. I will be calling you from Joss. We're listening to you, sir. Yeah, I think um, the step taken by Governor Wiki of River State uh, it can be applauded for many obvious reasons. It's high time the governors uh, stop rushing to Abuja, uh, doing what I simply describe as the bottle kind of um, uh, 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 leadership. There is no state in this country that does not have 
the potential of uh, creating wealth for our people. You come up north here, for instance, we are told that Niger State alone is the size of Lagos. Is the size of a southwest, excluding Lagos. If that is the case, then the landmass of Niger State is, is an asset. Agriculture is an asset for all kinds of things. But because of this feeding bottle kind of uh, style of governance that we are having in Nigeria, most governors are dormant. Most governors are creative. Some people that have no business coming to the corridors of leadership flock into leadership uh, uh, line because they want to. They want uh, at the end of the month they are sleeping like we can say. They are all trooping to Abuja to get money and then this boss run back to Abuja. Now, what I say is a landmark uh, move by, done by Wiki is the fact that in the area of uh, insecurity, for instance, in the constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, it is said that the governor is the chief security officer of his state. Now, I wish that the governor also can go to court to challenge it. If I am the chief security officer of my state, it then means that I should have the power to control the security, the apparatus in my state. Either as it may still, I, I should have the power to recruit and arm people to protect so that I can, people I can command. Because sometimes I pity the governors. You find crisis going on in their state, and then the governors are being condemned by everybody. Yet you and I know that they don't have the power to control the army. No, the police that is in the voice in their state. So why say that governors should, uh, the leaders should rise up, begin to test some of these uh, uh, constitutional provisions so that the restructuring that we are talking about will begin to happen by themselves. Yeah, well, because thank no you. matter how quick life travels, it's a matter of time. The truth will catch up with it. God bless you once again. Extravagant Malobi calling you from Joss. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Well, let me just rush through some uh, comments on Facebook. Burkhard Gonji saying this APC government is a scam. Imagine Mr. President calling Supreme Court Governor Man of Integrity after painting acclaimed roads and calling it new project. God help us. Okay. Elkanamo is saying the issue of herder and farmers I known problems in which federal government should tackle tackle it. Injustice of this regime is very clear. Thank you. Agoja Monday saying the verdict lies in the hands of the Anambra people to determine their future, uh, future you say. Emmanuel Lockreed Balai saying for me there should be true federalism. Every state should generate its income rather than going to Abuja to reap where they did not. So how can someone, some states enjoy what other states suffer to generate? It is unjustifiable. Philip Mandung is saying Imo State Governor belongs to PMB and the presidency. For PMB to address the governor as a man of integrity, it is to further tell Nigerians that they came on a foundation of shame and deceit. 2023 is approaching. I pray the eyes of Nigerians is widely open. Well, let's take this. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello, good evening, Pastor. Thank you. Tell us the name. I'll and... you again. Yeah, uh, join the conversation. Yes, I want to talk about the Southeast and the IPOB issue. Well, listen, you have one minute. You see... Okay, thank you, my dear. You see, the IPOB uh, now, people are having sympathy for the uh, IPOB. Even those who don't even care for the IPOB before. Now they are having sympathy because of the way the federal government is handling the issue. You see? There is a government, federal government that makes Kano and the popular. Initially, nobody cares about them. What 
kill some people that don't care about them. If the government, the government has called on the people, the leadership of the Saudi and the leader, members of the leadership of this IPA and sit them down, let us know what is their problem. Good, this, one, this issue will not happen in this stage. Now, see, killings everywhere, complaining everywhere, problem, problem everywhere. Security problem. Can't you find a way of settling this thing and making a way of discussing this issue and settling it? Instead of uh, army here, soldiers here, everywhere here, killing everything. The president go back, thought that he would stop having uh, this to him. They will have a talk with some leadership of the people. Even this, you can, that goes beyond settlement. You can sit and settle all these things. But then, they want to use force, and it's not helping. Look at how they sit at home, people are now obeying it. When before, nobody would have cared about the airport. Thank you, my brother. May God help us. Thank you. Thank you. Well, there's a much call. We'll take Prince Valentine in one minute. You know, tell us what you think about. Uh, I mean, we we'll apologize because I know a lot of people want to uh, call in to make contribution because of time. But what's well, that? As a journalist, I'm really, really worried that uh, a non a non state actor can give an order that supersedes those who have, you know, the mandates of uh, the people. It shows that. Um, Something is wrong. Will, will will the government, you know, uh, bring to disrepute the IPOP just like what they did with uh, Masob on the Ralph Oazorike? No, no, no. They can't because, like I said, uh, the mass, Masop is built on the foundation of the fact that uh, it is an ideology, and their ideology is wrapped by what the southeastern people have as vision and dream the hope they believe in. You, you, you see, if you look at Nigeria alone, you will not understand IPOB. You look at their operations across the world when they want to demonstrate, where they are protesting in London and the rest. By the time you look at their population, you look at their, their another state, even in the U- US. You look at their, their, their protests in, in England, you think that's on another state, you know, in England. The population is very huge. And uh, if you look at the way our leaders have been disgraced abroad because of iPod, it's enough for the, uh, the government to understand that these people are not actually joking. Uh, the, the people are actually with uh, whatever step they are taking. Mm. But bringing it back home, this presidency has time to really try to unite this uh, country. And the only way he can do that is to bring the people back into a hall. Like he said, he wanted to discuss with the people of Imo, you know, in a hall, a town hall meeting. Town hall meeting. We should cause that in Nigeria, which is a conference. We should sit down and talk about our country. Thank you very much, Prince Valentina. That's a publisher of Reality Newspapers. Go to realitynewspapers.ng to find all of his works there. My name is Ponsak Panap. Thank you very much, Prince Valentine, once again. Thank you for having me. Stay tuned to the new stop of the hour, 6 o'clock. Really interesting conversation uh, tonight. Have a good evening. Bye now. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast. A very good evening to you. Welcome to the program, Nigerian Sunset on J101.9 here in Joss. My name is Ponsak Fanab. I hope you have, I mean, you've been having a great day. Today has been good. A lot of things to think about, a lot of things uh, that I said, talked about, and overall is really tiring, you know. Anytime it gets to Friday, it's like the workload just doubles and uh, Friday you try to cover much that you've not been able to do uh, within the week. So 
but I'm so happy how our calendar has been set up that you have two days off, you know, just to um, sleep, to read, to, you know, go out, get some, do some meditation and uh, meet friends, you know, that means so much to you. Well, today is the 10th day in the month of September 2021. And lot of stories um, to uh, talk about. The issue of the VATs on the front burner. And the Sheikh Gumi has really been advocating that the military uh, change its strategy from using kinetic method to non-kinetic method. Because according to him, it is affecting innocent people. Uh, and the bandits have escaped. So this clearly shows that, you know, uh, the Sheikh has some information, you know, that may be helpful uh, to security agencies if been used, you know, wisely. I recall that uh, the federal government has taken uh, delivery of the Super Tucano jets about purchase under the uh, ten of uh, President Donald Trump uh, when he was still in government. He sold that uh, to... Nigeria. Uh, John Campbell, the uh, former ambassador U.S. to Nigeria, has raised serious concern that uh, this weapon may eventually, may likely fall into the hands of the bandits. Well, you know what we like to say that God forbid. <laughs> I don't know if uh, that is the right word here, but we just hope that, you know, this will never, never happen. It will never happen. Yeah, well, talking about the conflicting court judgments across the country, again, River State High Court restrains Uche Secondus from acting as national chairman. Well, recall that he has been suspended as chairman, as member of the People's Democratic Party in River State. Uh, he has been having a running battle with the governor of uh, River State, Nyasom Wike, uh, over lots of, you know, things politically that they disagree with, you know, especially ahead of 20. A 23 general election. Uh, it was in January that uh, Secundus was supposed to give way, but of course he said, you know, give me some time. And Wike said that, I mean, he did promise that uh, Uche Secundus will not be party chairman, you know, until, he'll not be party chairman uh, before December, that, you know, a drastic measure is supposed to be taken to um, deal with him politically, let me say. Here's another story for you. The Kaduna State Independent Electoral Commission, Katsikom, today declared the September 4th election in some local government areas in the state as inconclusive. While the local government election were held in 19 local government areas of Kaduna State, four other local government areas were postponed. Dr. Sarah Tobin Tadiko Audu, who is the chairman of the state electoral uh, Buddy disclosed this uh, while briefing newsmen in Kaduna today. She said those results are inconclusive because elections could not be held in some wards. In the case of Jabba LG, however, she said the tribunal will be left to determine the matter because two conflicting results were announced. While Kaduna State is the first you know, body at the sub-national level uh, to conduct election using electronic means 100%. And uh, even Eru Governor Nasser Erufai lost out in his polling unit. And some people have, have hailed him to say uh, he's not that kind of governor that, you know, once the PDP is in power, the center, especially at the state level, you know, PDP gets to win all of the polling units and all of the local government. I mean, that's some... Uh, 
thing that has dented our democ- democracy in, in the country, but people have given it this time to Erufai, saying that uh, Erufai, you know, uh, is a bit democratic, so to speak, you know, because electronic, and he said that votes must count. The appeal court in Abuja has halted the River State government from collecting value-added tax until all legal disputes relating to the matter are resolved. River State government, through its governor, that is Governor Nyeso Mwike, yesterday said that uh, collection of VAT, value-added tax, will begin this month, in the month of uh, September. But Justice Haruna Simon uh, Tanami, who issued the order in Abuja today, also directed that the law passed by River State House of Assembly and assented to by Governor Nyeson Wike must not be implemented. The Appellant Court held that since parties have submitted themselves to the authorities of the court for adjudication of the matter, they must not do anything that will destroy the subject matter of the appeal. Well, this has thrown into... Um, Debate about you know this issue of VAT uh, value added you know tax. Uh, yesterday we had a conversation with uh, Prince Valentine, really interesting. While some even the former aide to the governor of uh, Kano State, uh, that is Dawisu um, Tanku Salu Yakase, uh, came out to say that he's in support. He said that you know the VAT issue being shared you know to some northern state is promoting laziness. And he said that that is very good a development and uh, it should be implemented. I'm going to leave, you know, the stories at that. We're going to talk about something very important, mental health. Today is World Suicide Prevention Day. I have some doctors with me. After this short break, when we come back, I'm going to introduce them and we'll start the conversation. Stay here. Politics determines how much of our desired society we experience. I assure you that we shall do even better. I assure you I will secure the country. Immediately this government came, they took measures, things improved, but it didn't last long and it wasn't sustained. And what has happened thereafter is that things have deteriorated to a level that was inconceivable. From every corner of the world, we bring politics, oppressions right to your comfort zone, home and abroad. We keep you abreast of everything that relates to decision making and more. The solution is basically that those who are presently in government must listen. They must listen to citizens. They must listen to experts. There is no point in this arrogance. Join the impeccable duo of Bonsak Fanab and Obayemi Akiyode on Nigeria at Sunset. Mondays through Fridays, 5 to 6 p.m. on J101.9 FM. is still here. The program is Nigeria at Sunset. I have two doctors, like I did said, and today is World Suicide Prevention Day. Do you know that uh, just this year, people who have called uh, to get help from committing suicide are below 30? 
So that's a fact. And uh, and above 70, you know, they are more likely to commit suicide. So this is a very, very delicate matter. In 2008, when the global economy crashed and uh, American economy went into a recession, the rate of suicide, you know, went up. So uh, is there a correlation between suicide and socioeconomic status of individuals? We're going to answer that. I have Dr. Osayande Henry, who is with me. Good evening, doctor, and thank you for coming. Thank you very much. And I have uh, Dr. Madi Gloria. I don't know whether it's Dr. Mrs., but Dr. Madi Gloria. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Yeah, well, uh, let's let's get into the conversation. I'll start with Dr. Gloria. Talk to us about... Uh, okay, let me just give you a background. I think two weeks ago I was having a conversation with some friends, and they said... Uh, we're talking about someone who committed suicide. They said they wish they had seen the dead body of that person to beat it up. And then I said, well, it's not how things work. Because uh, even animals don't kill themselves by themselves, you know. And they don't wish to die. Everybody has a self-preservation instinct as a human being, as a species, you know, as a biological uh, being. And it's not normal for someone to kill uh, themselves. Talk to us about the idea of suicide and what are some of the leading factors that one would just wake up to say, you know what, it's just like a fuse to turn it off and everything is gone. Okay, um, suicide is a word that was derived from the Latin word, which means self-murder. Okay, it's actually defined as a fatal outcome that is carried out by an individual with the expectation of that fatal outcome. And people wouldn't just want to wake up and end their lives. Definitely there are reasons, there are risk factors, there are things that predispose people to um, such. Um, one of it, as you rightly said, um, socioeconomical status we all know that right now a lot of things are hard for so many people in Nigeria. Is it the um, crisis, the killings here and there? Not to talk about the financial status of people. You know, people. So the saying that Nigerians are the happiest people in the world is a lie. Uh, truly, <laughs> I can't agree on that okay. now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, all these, a lot of people have lost their jobs with the COVID nineteen stuff you know people have lost their jobs so income is going down okay people have um, lost a lot properties lives have been lost so all these things can predispose people to say why am i even living in the first instance you know okay i have a lot of children i have a family to take care of but i can't take care of them you come home, your wife is complaining, your children are there, they can't go to school, or they've been sent away from school because no school fees. And then you wake up in the morning, you hear that your father, your uncle has been killed from the ethno-religious crisis. All these things, they all come down on individuals. Yes, they are genetic predispositions, but all these are the environmental factors, the social factors that predispose people to um, committing suicide. So it's not um, just about somebody waking up and saying, I want to end my life. Nobody would actually do that. There are lots of factors and so many signs are out there that make people to commit suicide. So hence the need to watch out for those signs to avert. We're going to talk about those signs. Let me come to Dr. Osayande. 
Talk to us about, she talked about environmental factors. Um, I, when she said that, I was just imagining what's going on in the mind of a young person in Kabul, in Afghanistan. Talk to us about any, has there been any internal thing, you know, uh, so like uh, in, something that is within self that will make someone push them, you know, to ending their own lives? Okay. Um, yeah. You know, when you look at um, the causes or the predisposition to suicide, you can divide it into the biopsychosocial model. That's the biology, the psychology, and the social aspect. So the biology, I think that's where you are going to. Yeah, biology. Um, you, like she rightly said, there are some um, genetics in the um, in humans that can predispose people to developing uh, um, suicide, um, suicidal attempts, or completed suicide, as the case may be. Um, those genes, however, they are still under, they are still in research, but um, it is known that um, these genes are related to the serotonergic pathway. And it has been found that um, there is... You are too technical. Okay, We're not in a medical class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. Let me try and break it down. Uh, yeah. uh, what I'm trying to say is that um, there's, there's what we call the neurotransmitter. Mm? Uh, some neurotransmitters, some chemicals in the body. So, and, and there's one that's called serotonin. So if it's too low in the body, if it's low in the CSF, can make people become very aggressive, impulsive. So this can also make some persons commit suicide. Biology, uh, biology. That's one of yeah, the reasons. Okay. Then also a family history of suicide. Uh, so it can be inherited. Yes, yeah, can be inherited, and also um, some patients who um, who must have seen their father committed suicide could as well model, like model imitate the father. Because he may feel that, okay, since my father was able committed suicide, he had a problem, mm -hmm. couldn't go through it, committed suicide. He may feel it's the only way to resolving um, problems. Or, like you know, there are so many ways when you have problems that you can... Suicide is never an option for you to commit suicide. There are so many ways to explore. You can start by seeking for help. So basically, those are the major uh, okay. factors, biological, uh, biological factors. Let me come to Dr. Gloria. Talk to us about you know this data put out saying that uh, people who uh, commit suicide the most uh, are below 30 in our country. What could that be attributed to? Well, um, the data is not just limited to our country. It's actually a global. It's a global thing. Yes, okay. yes, it's a global thing. Um, you see the age range between 15 and to 29 are actually the worst hits and then it's been why is that i mean they're supposed to enjoy life <laughs> well that's because um you see that these are the people that tend to explore very risky behaviors okay and then aside that they tend to have these very poor interpersonal relationships and also um what do you mean by skills. interpersonal relationships okay relationships between within themselves among themselves and then aside that with their parents with their teachers their mentors people mm. don't tend to understand this particular group of people so they feel they are not being understood so and instead of exploring other options to see how to address these issues they resort to doing other things that may that are actually dangerous to them okay so aside the increased risk 
um, taking behavior, they are also prone to physical and sexual abuse. Okay, and then um, parental separation and divorce is another factor that can also contribute to this because especially those that have been exposed to these at a very tender age imagine someone growing up with um, their parents apart that's why a lot of times when i hear people opting for separation divorce i i really get bothered because it's not just for the parents the children are coming up and then before you know when they get into this age group their lives are already something else they can't cope so this is a very critical period for such people that's why suicide is actually on the increase in that particular age group okay yeah well uh dr osayendi talk to us about um whether is, is it because we've talked i mean when animists our world is animistic you know we like to see things in uh like yes yes this morning i woke up early so i saw a cat he was hunting and then I was telling some of my colleagues, I said, I was almost tempted to say, blood of Jesus. But I said, no, the poor cat is just hunting, you know, allow the cat to be instead of to shout at it. It's in the morning. I wouldn't want, you know, that to happen to me. Uh, that is basically a worldview. But talk to us about if whether society is a spiritual, does it have any spiritual correlation or link? Okay. Uh, there's no link. Um between um, suicide and uh, spirituality. As well, there's no link between suicide and mental, uh, spirituality and mental illness. Suicide occurs as a result of these factors, these biological, psychological, and social factors, unemployment, and so on and so forth. So by the time a person is faced with some of these challenges in the environment, the person may start thinking, feeling, having developing feeling of hopelessness come down with depression, and once he's down with depression, the next thing start thinking, suicidal ideas start creeping in. So and when you start having those suicidal ideas, and if care is not taken, it may, the person may be able to complete the suicide. So there's really no link between um, spiritual and uh, spiritual. It's not a spiritual attack. No, 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 obviously. So that's why the major cause of uh, suicide um, is uh, mental illness and depression. What are some of the comp- uh, you mentioned the pre- but what are some of the common mental illness that uh, uh, su- you know suicide comes with it you know, is identified with for okay. example um, the commonest is depression depression yes then others like um, personality disorder substances disorder like alcohol use of alcohol mm. tramadol and uh, other psychoactive substances then anxiety disorders post traumatic stress disorders. Um, schizophrenia, yeah, the mental. But the common one is depression. Is depression. Okay. Yes. Would you like to give further uh, perspective, Doctor Gloria? Yeah, about what he had just said. You know about mental, yeah, the correlation between mental illness and, of course, suicide. Okay, as you rightly said, the commonest cause of um, suicide is depression, mental problems, but even in the mental problems, like 90% of um, cases of suicide is due to uh, mental problems, right? And amongst the mental problems, 90%, over 90% of the cases is actually due to depression. So is it that, you know, someone is not spiritual enough that they get depressed or they don't find joy in the Lord that they get depressed or is an illness? 
depression is actually an illness on its own. As you rightly mentioned earlier on when he talked about the serotonin, mm. one of the chemicals in the brain. So this particular chemical, if I may use that word, whenever it goes down, it um, causes um, so many negativities, if I may use that word. You know, the person begins to have low energy, low mood, the things that were previously pleasurable to you you won't even see it as anything important not to talk of being pleasurable anymore person doesn't concentrate memory loss so there are a lot of um, symptoms that comes with depression it's actually an illness just the way people have hypertension diabetes headache you know it doesn't mean you're less spiritual it doesn't mean you don't have um, any relationship with god or anything no it's just a normal illness like anybody could have so people need to change the perception that depression is um, a cause or a they've thrown something at you from the villagers people normally mm. think mm. Yeah, well, Dr. Uh, Osayende, uh, let me ask you, what is the common cause of depression? Because uh, we're talking about, uh, you said 90% of suicide is due to depression. What causes depression? Uh, when you talk, we talk about um, uh, risk factors, there are some people who can easily get depressed easily. And um, you, you will start by the age this age group that we mentioned from 17 to 29 25 29 they are also prone to developing depression also sex the female genders have been found to develop um, depression more that's what we have now so also there's also this um the social what's happening unemployment people can get depressed as a result of oh i've been looking for job for several years, I've not found any can cause depression, poverty. Even living alone, you being single, not having any confiding uh, relationship, you don't have a spouse to take care of. And also, when you see women, they are carried, they are long, they are not working outside. They have three children they care for, and you think that person will be thinking straight like you are doing. You will have a lot of social uh, things that will be budging on her. So depression is very close to such persons. And also we look at what's happening around us, the conflict, the killings, the, the, the fights, look, at, look around the world, the war happening. Those factors can also cause depression. And as well, the prevalence of substance, I'll use, let me use alcohol. Mm. People tend to use alcohol when they feel depressed. So that also can also cause another problem. You're thinking you're solving the problem, but you're pushing yourself into more problems. Yeah, exactly. So those are the factors that can cause uh, depression. Dr. Gloria, do, does Nigeria have any um, national mental health policy? Because, uh, I mean, in the mid-2000, it was reported that we're the happiest people in the world, and everybody, just like what Fela said, suffering and smiling. Uh, but 10 years afterwards, we got news that no, it's Scandinavian people. They are the more happiest uh, people on planet Earth. Do we have any national policy on mental health? Well, I think um, there is, actually. But then implementation has always been our problem down here in Nigeria. But there is a national mental health policy. And is applicable even to the primary health care uh, centers? 
it's um well down to the primary health care centers i would say no because as i said implementation there are lots of things that come into play when you're talking about policies as such in fact when you talk about common physical other illnesses aside mental we have policies for that but then how many of them are in place not to talk of mental um, policies for for them to get implemented even at the tertiary hospitals i don't think um, at the primary health care center so basically i would say it's just a problem of implementation okay yeah uh dr osayande how will i what are some of the pointers that will make me understand that perhaps you know i'm depressed okay um for instance you've been living with a friend and you know that person to be the hard-going type an extrovert enjoys watching football going out and relaxing and all of a sudden you start noticing that person withdrawing to himself wanting to be alone not wanting to communicate with you even if you are his best friend you invite him let's go and watch football when even when his favorite uh, club is playing, he'll tell you no, um, he's tired or something. You know that depression, the symptoms of depression are already creeping in. So you have to be very watchful. Even some go as far as giving you direct cues, telling you that, oh, let me just tell you and you're sitting down, I'm tired of life. You know, what's all this? I'm tired, I can't take it anymore. Those are also direct cues. Most of the time, people tend to ignore those cues, they feel, oh, probably the person is not serious. And when you keep listening to such cues, at times, the person may eventually commit suicide, called completed suicide. And at times, you see the, when it's getting close to the person committing suicide, you see the, the behavior, even the, the comments start making changes. You know, you know? so those are, that's one of, those are one of the cues. Also, you notice somebody who, who is not used to giving out his properties, his valuable properties, all of a sudden start giving out properties, giving out his uh, valuable assets. Oh, John, take, get yourself, you know, you start suspecting for no obvious reasons. And also... So even to be charitable is a sign of depression. Yeah. <laughs> but you are, <laughs> It's an irony. <laughs> <laughs> it's the contest with which you are seeing it. Mm. You know, you've been living with somebody and this person, you ask him for something. Give, uh, give me your pen and he refuses he's not the type that gives all of a sudden he start giving oh take my. john when before you ask he gives you giving out everything so you know that something is happening around him also some may also go as far as writing notes suicide notes and dropping some notes and all that so those are basically the cues you can get but one of the 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 strong um, cause of suicide is psychological it's the feeling of that hopelessness that's despondency like hopelessness despair yes like there's no hope for you the just future. want to turn off the sweet uh, yes sweet. exactly well dr gloria uh, some time ago um university students were committing suicide uh, i think three months ago a 22 year old student in one of the southwestern state committed suicide uh, it was said that I didn't follow the story up, but the initial report was that uh, she was having some relationship issues, you know, like you uh, men- mentioned. Do you have any bullet points to give uh, people within, you know, 17 to 29 so that they can develop, you know, a good stamina 
in life to withstand all of the uh like my mother always say that life is not is not rosy you know and it's normal for me not to have money there's nothing abnormal not having money is absolutely normal because it's experience called life talk to us okay so basically um you're talking about resilience right Re well no i i hate the word resilience because resilient is you don't have any option to do <laughs> but you know like let's use mental stamina okay uh, mental stamina yeah. then okay yes um, people need to develop mental stamina let me use your word um because life is not all rosy and this particular group of people that are predisposed to suicide need to understand that as they grow up as they go up higher things are not going to get any better that's just the truth so um to develop that stamina there are lots of things that um, we can do in fact there's actually um a program we're going to air rather have online a seminar by next week saturday it yes. is about resilience so if people can actually join it's not just for them but everybody like everybody can join you know so um, there are lots of things people can do um, I would say um, there's something we call self-care okay people need to think of themselves or oh, self-love that's the self -love. new new phrase right now so, yeah. okay go ahead please yeah self-care they need to develop more connections with people friends church work at, at, Anywhere you are, you need to develop more deep, honest relationships with people. And then um, you need to also have positive, healthy thinking and also find purpose and meaning in life. So just because I'm a doctor, for instance, doesn't mean my life should be all about going to the hospital. I need to find purpose and meaning. There are other things I can um, use to keep myself busy. It could be... Um, what they baking i can go into gardening i can decide to learn a new skill something that can keep you busy you can exercise Traveling. travel wide okay well if there's no money for instance eh, i won't say travel wide okay but you can travel you have lots of relatives around you can go for a weekend go for a weekend get away with your friends just uh, but, but you're talking about people that uh, are still dependent so they need money to travel they need money to you know do I'm talking about things that they can do at no cost oh dr. Harry do you have any idea but traveling is not you don't have to travel to the UK you can as well travel to um, <laughs> Abuja anywhere close by you don't need a lot of money to travel just to change up the main purpose mm. is the change of environment if you feel you are being suffocated in a particular environment traveling to Abuja or even within the state Changing location. Just change of your location, yes. Right. So that can do it. Well, in case you just tune in, we've been talking about today's World Suicide Prevention Day. Uh, uh, people between the age of 17 to 29 have been uh, said to be the worst affected uh, committing suicide. And those above 70, for example. Uh, okay, I need to ask you a question, but let me just say this. So you can join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. Um, I don't know what uh, it is, your question that you want to ask, but if you need help, you can 
They are from the Youth uh, Suicide Prevention Center. I have a great friend there, Dr. Gyang. Um, Dr. Gyang, she's a lady, by the way. And, um, it's really important. For me personally, I'm an advocate for mental health because it's very, very uh, important. People need to take care of their mental uh, health. Just this morning when I was coming to the office, just around the old airport roundabout, uh, there was this guy, I think he's in his 20s, and he seems like out of his mind. Not like, he seems lost because he was trying to cross the road when a car was moving, <laughs> you know, so he just, and I just, you know, told uh, the person I was with, I said, this guy needs help. He needs help because if he doesn't know what's going on, then uh, he needs help. And a lot of people, you know, are like that. So if you, I'm very sure that you'll be gracious enough to give a phone number so that people can, you know, get uh, help. We don't want to lose anybody when it comes to uh, to say that, you know, they're coming to suicide. It's really a terrible. Just think about what your family is, how your family is going to feel, you know, when you're not there. Think about what your friends are going to think of you. And lots of, you know, those good memories. Because, you know, at the end of, the, like we we'll say in Nigeria, last, last, were all memories. Either you're a good memory or a bad memory. So how will you want, you know, for people to think about you? 90 or you call 90 Let's take the first call. Hi. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello, good evening. Thank you very much. My name is Adi Kumbara. I'm calling from TTRT Junction. Well, listening. Yes, I want to comment to your guest. You have educated us on this issue of health, mental health care, and the prevention of suicide. And when we look at the reading of the suicide that he commented, we have found that trauma and uh, frustration is part of it. But when we look at the present situation, that to say that it gets some reason that lead to this kind of suicide because of the kind of insecurity that is happening. Because, for example, now there's no how you will they will destroy your house will not be traumatized. And if you don't have faith or if you don't have if your faith is not strong, you can, you can lead to suicide. That's something that is going to be prevented by the government and the community also. And not also that the children, also that their parents have died. Also, they will be traumatized. And that one, also, the government is supposed to look at all this kind so that they should not be uh, thinking otherwise and they, they, they can lead to uh, uh, suicide also. So the government should supposed to fetch out all these uh, kind of people that have been affected with this kind of uh, crisis that are happening so that they should not be traumatized, so that the, uh, they will be free from the trauma. And I'm calling on the people also to have faith and to be strong on everything that had happened, to think and to engage your brain in doing positive things is something, and not to be thinking negatively is something to be. A religion leader also to be guiding through, and so that everybody should be built on in his own faith and to be strong. So that we will not have much of suicide that we have been seeing. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you, Sadiq. Well, talking about religious leaders, uh, you know, it's very important because everybody's you know sentimentally tied to their own faith. For example, zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight. Hi, good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello, good evening. This is Bobby. I'm calling you from Kwata. Could you turn down the volume of your radio, please? Okay, I've even stayed away from the radio. Okay, great. We're listening to you. Yes, I actually want to first of all commend you and also your guest 
um, for bringing the issue of mental health to the front burner. I think we have been having issues like this because most times we don't talk about it. We don't blow the issue like all the health issues. So it's good that at least um, you are bringing, you are making it popular, you are making people understand issues about mental health. And I think another aspect that you, you need to look at it is what they call altruistic suicide, like all these people that are doing suicide bombing. What is actually driving them to these things? I've read before that it is due to over indoctrination as in, as in when you are over when you belong to a system and then you over infuse yourself in this system so it tends in sometimes it pushes you to commit suicide because when you feel that some of the things that you want to achieve you cannot achieve them or you cannot change the system so i think if the guests can educate us more on issues like this if they have an idea about it Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, 0909884848. We're talking about suicide prevention. Today is World Suicide Prevention Day. I've been having a chat with doctor, two doctors, Dr. Osayande Henry and Dr. Madi Gloria. You can join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. We're trying to refresh the Facebook page, but network. Hello. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Good evening, Ponsak. Thanks for calling. Tell us the name and join the conversation, please. Thank you very much. I'm Comrade Adon Antiba Solomon. I'm calling from Angwaruku, but this evening. We're listening. Uh, uh, I'm, uh, uh, based on the topic, uh, I want to understand that uh, the stress... Uh, let me now to Nigeria, my country. You know, the stress is too much on the citizens. And you know, for me... Committing suicide is not only when you kill yourself, or, uh, of course, but if you abandon uh, your family. For me, it seems to me like it is also a suicide because you, as a head of family, and due to some stress, or, of course, some challenges, and you happen to abandon your family, me, it's a very hectic uh, problem that is equivalent to, to suicide. But what, what, am I, what am I trying to say? The government has the machinery to at least come to the end of the citizens, people. What am I saying? You know, we have number of youth. The most surprising thing today is that youth are even committing suicide. You ask, of course, what is the reason? Some of them finish school for so many years, nothing to do, and nobody's there to hold their hand. You see, even this insecurity we are facing, if the government has the power to reduce all these things, but you see, the candidate is that... Uh, the stress on, on, on people is very, very too much. Governor should do everything to reduce all the rate of all these things. I think it will help. In my own submission is that government should be able to double up their efforts to stand for people and open a portal of employment to employ this, this unemployed youth. At least it will help. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. Sir. Thank you very much. Zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight, or you call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. Well, uh, suicide prevention day. Uh, more phone calls. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Good evening, Professor. I'm calling from Tanzania. We're listening, sir. Well, it's a lovely conversation, and I don't have much to say, but I quickly say that I believe that for anybody to commit to must be a thought that would be that would have been in the person's mind for a long time. And sometimes people indirectly tell you or tell us that they want to commit suicide, but we we'll never know. There are people that have made attempts 
you know, it has not, the attempt did not get through, you know, but those were not counted, as you know, whether you like it or not. If one way or the other, you, you, we as human beings, you know, we feel that, you know, it's the time for us to don't give up. When you need something and the thing is not forthcoming, you feel like, you know, why is this person better than me, you know? And uh, it's so sad. I call an experience, somebody indirectly. The guy was on crutch, uh, a wheelchair, a friend of mine. Then, and he indirectly told me that he feels like he, de- every, he has to depend on everybody for help. He's physically challenged, and he said to me that well, sometimes he feels like his word is taking his own life is even the best, so that he would relieve others from stress. And you know, I I felt bad. You know, at, at that time, I remember telling a friend, and we tried to talk sense into him and all those things. So it's very challenging and difficult. A lot of the physically challenged people, some of them, not all, some of them feel like that. You know, our society does not give that avenue for them to feel among, you know, when it comes to job, when it comes to every other thing. You go to some developed countries, when you're physically challenged, your own route that you pass through, sometimes they give you preferential treatment, you know, they have their own rules and everything. They assess public facilities, they consider them. So, but yeah, we don't even do that. So that is just my take. I love the conversation. And I saw an update from channels that 51 people committed suicide in 12 months. I really think that that might just be because of the ones that were reported, but I feel it might be more than that. So that's my take. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, well, uh, doctors, let me come back to you in the studio. Some of my favorite musicians, I love music. I listen to every genre of music. Anything that has to do with uh, music, I, I'm not so much a big fan of uh, movies, but music, I love music. But it really breaks my heart to hear that some of my favorite guys, you know, uh, took their own lives, you know, or uh, because of one situation or the other, you know, they find themselves in a situation that, you know, uh, they can't control. Michael Williams, uh, maybe you've heard of him, you know, actually he was 54 years old. He was found dead in his, you know, hotel apartment. Um, what can you say about people that we assume that, you know, they, these people are famous. They have money, they eat good food, they can go anywhere in the world, but they decide to take their own lives. Okay. Um, there are so many reasons for rich people. Suicide is not, let me start by saying, suicide is not um, um, focused or is not, com- is not embarked upon by the, the, the less privileged ones alone. Or poor it's people. just that um, the, the number of completed suicide is common among um, the, the poor and the middle income people. However, the, like the case you stated, um, probably may have some challenges you may not know. It could be um, marital, divorce, which is also a risk factor for people to commit suicide. And also, it may also be abusing um, psychoactive substances like alcohol, cocaine, and so on and so forth. And also, you can also look back to the upbringing, the developmental, when he was a child, was he abused? Was he? Was there any? When we talk about abuse, what 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 are you saying? What is it? Beating of a child or spanking him? You know, if they go wrong, it's part of abuse. There are also others like rape, okay, rape, maltreating, or maybe even may have lost 
the parents or the parents may have separated. If you know, if you go down and look at this history, maybe the both parents were separated when he was young. Those are the factors you have to consider when dealing with such uh, uh, patients. Dr. Gloria, you have any opinion about that? I mean, you find rich people even committing suicide, killing them, taking their own lives. Poof, everything is gone. Hi, good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello, good evening. Good evening, sir. Thank you for calling. Tell us the name and join the conversation, please. Yes, this is Lamont Rana from Mississippi Street. We're listening. Yes, I welcome your girls this evening. They have spoke so well. Very impressive program. I love it. You see, uh, that's why the government is not doing the needful. There's no warrant that you can just go and hang yourself or commit suicide. Uh, even the, the, the family will, will need to do the needful too. The issue of suicide is, uh, is something that when, when you are hurt, sometimes, but it does not mean that when somebody hurts you, you go and commit suicide. The family will need to do the needful. Comparison is not good. In other way, you can talk to your child and talk to your friends in a very good way that uh, you understand with you. But some, some, some of the parents will tell you, so, so your friend has made money, he has this, he has that, he has this, and you, what are you doing? And he pushed a lot of youth now to do a lot of things that they didn't supposed to do. So that's why the government is not doing the needful. Look at students graduating suffering here and there, all of them are ruled rule, rule on the street. So it's very, very important that the government will do the needful. Even the government is not doing to provide anything for you to do. Provide something for yourself to do, to keep yourself busy, and not mind some what somebody will say. God has every destiny. Thank you very much, and God bless this program. Thank you, thank you very much. Zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight. Uh, or you call zero zero nine zero I'm trying to see if we can. Uh, the network is really terrible this evening. Uh, so sincere apologies to all of you that you posted. Okay. Uh, okay. So I think I have the magic one right here. Just when I was about to say, ah, and the network came up. Hi, good evening. Thank you for calling. Hey, good evening, Pastor. This is Isa. We're listening. Thanks for calling. Yeah. I just want to give more light concerning when you talk about spanking a child. And I believe that spanking a child is part of uh, duty of parent and guardian. And then when you do that, the child might be frustrated at the moment. But it's actually for the good of the child. And also, the reason for uh, suicide, I believe that uh, if we have a way of turning our frustration rather than taking our life and understanding the life is a trust to us and we ought not to take it because it's given to us. I think that's my taste. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Uh, let me read out some Facebook comments. David Gandang is saying, life is difficult. Nice uh, Sky is saying, life is so hard for many young adults, hence the prevalence of suicide cases or attempt. Wang Lukman Loki is saying, one of the main causes of suicide is drug abuse, drugs such as caffeine, 
cannabis, etc., has greatly caused so many Nigerians to run mad on the street, which will eventually lead to death. But thank God for organizations uh, like NDLE and NAVDAC. Every individual out there should understand that life is very precious. Every father, mother should train his or her ward about the dangers of drugs. David Mark is saying, Depression, frustration as a result of the issues of life and lack of God's knowledge is highly responsible for why people commit suicide. John Paul Chakop is saying to me, life is so precious. So no matter how or what may be the situation, suicide is never the option. Let's avoid that. Dimas Bala is saying, suicide is never an option if only you know the consequences thereafter. Some cannot absorb their problems. No matter how your challenges are, know that you are better than someone who never sees suicide as an option. Problem, no the finish, you say. TJ Manari saying the way the system is being operated will make so many people to take their life. When human rights and properties is not being taken care of, talk more of educational standard. Life will be meaningless, you say. Ordained Revelation Ben Lay saying, Society has presented many problems, but if we are large in heart, then we are large in size. I can't imagine taking my own life. Uh, Principal Joseph Melumo is saying, One of the remedies for suicide is to know that life is full of problems and challenges. People need more orientation and the need to know the value and sanctity of life. Being positive and optimistic about life is another way to avoid suicide. We must know that nothing lasts forever and no condition is permanent. There's no justification to commit suicide no matter the challenges we are facing in life. Agnes uh, Ajang is saying, Most Nigerians today that are victims of suicide is because no job, they're heartbroken, family issues, temptation, depression, etc. So for one to prevent he or she uh, herself from uh, for herself, she'll visit a counselor to counsel uh, them. Well, may God help us in this, our 21st generation, uh, that our youth are taking their precious life because one thing or the other. John Dachung is saying, um, to me, no matter the challenge, suicide is not the solution. Uh, Felkuka Factors Jimin is saying, yes, most of the victims of uh, suicide can be youth because of the Nigeria we are today. You suffer in school, no work. They advertise there's age barrier and it's only for the poor. Nothing is reserved for the poor. And if you look at it critically, most of those that commit suicide are the poor because there's nothing to do in life. Poor people are used as practical any moment. Are you here of any advert? God help the poor. Uh, Jerome is saying, as the world grows old, everything is getting worse. The youth can cope as pressure increases daily. Those who are not strong enough press the exit button well doctors uh maybe you give the number and your your final comment because we're really pressed for time now okay let me give the outline the numbers yeah that's of jude Jude suicide Suicide prevention Prevention center okay go ahead you can always call us 24 hours is always open the numbers are 081-422-41007 i repeat 081-422-41007. Then the other number is 081-4075-2897. I repeat, 081-4075-2897. Or you can also chat us on WhatsApp using this number. 070 
those are the numbers. Yeah, well, you're going to have this dear listener on our Facebook page platform so that you can copy the number. Okay. Your final word, yeah. Uh, that is uh, Dr. Gloria. Anybody can go first if you wish to. Okay. Okay. Um, today's uh, team for suicide is um, creating hope through positive outcome. So I want to urge everyone out there to try and give someone hope so as to prevent um, suicide from occurring. Thank you, thank you uh, Dr. Osayande Henry. Thank you very much. And Dr. Madi Gloria, your final word. Um, we should remember to be positive ourselves and also reach out to people and be nice to people no matter what because that could just be the single positive action that you can um, pass along to someone just to create that hope. Well, it's never too much to give your time. Five minutes or so, listen to them non-judgmentally. Don't judge people. I hate that uh, because I don't know the circumstances at which, you know, uh, people do the things that they do or take any decision. So the best you can do is listen to people non-judgmentally. Thank you very much, Dr. Madi Gloria, and thank you, Dr. Uh, Osayan De Henry. Okay, I was warned not to pronounce the... Uh, other name because it's, it's tough. <laughs> you can stay tuned. Please stay tuned to the news top of the hour, six o'clock. My name is Ponsak Fanap. Have a very good weekend and, well, make time to visit uh, someone maybe tomorrow and just listen to them, have conversation, invite them for lunch, whatever it is. Have a good evening. Bye now. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcasts. 